I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Business Boost Podcast. I'm Michelle Broadbent and something that I am kind of never ceased to be amazed by is the fact that many people, and I'm not just talking about business owners here, find it really, really difficult to articulate what it is that they are known for. That signature value, that thing that sets them apart from everyone else in their space that makes them unique. It is this universal problem. And my guest today has superpowers in this area. She is supremely skilled at helping people unlock this. Nicole Hathaway does this by helping people align their vision, articulate their value, and amplify their voice to turn invisible experts into thought leaders. Now, Nicole and I have known each other for a very long time. Our friendship dates back to the days when we both worked in the television world and we kind of keep crossing paths and I'm so, so happy to bring her into your world if you don't know her already because Nick has always been a real champion and supporter of women in business and she's always super generous with her time and knowledge and that is exactly what she has done for us today in this interview in her you know, typically generous style. She's pretty much turned today's episode into a bit of a mini masterclass. um, And it's really going to help you unlock your signature value to create real impact. She's also shared some really valuable resources. um, And I've popped links to all of those, all the things that she mentions throughout our chat in the show notes. And they are there and available for you to um, download and utilize to support everything that she's going to talk to you about today. So I am not going to talk anymore because we do a lot of chatting in this interview. So sit back and enjoy my chat with the fabulous Nicole Hathaway. Nicole Hathaway, thank you so much for joining us today on your Business Boost podcast. It's really great to see your beautiful face, which I have not seen for, God, it's been more than a month since we've been (laughs) swanning around up in Noosa, which feels like a lifetime ago. It really does. It does. But well, I'm a long-time listener. I am such a fan <laughs> of the podcast. I can't believe I'm here, but thank you for having me on. Well, We've been talking about this and... Um, and now it's this, happening. Now it's happening. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you here. And I know that you have just... I, I, I couldn't wait to share you with everybody because I am very privileged to um, sort of get insights into into your brilliance and how you work with um, with 
the businesses that you support. And I want to share some of your brilliance with our listeners today. So I'm going to jump straight in because um, most of the people that listen to this podcast are entrepreneurs. And something that is kind of a bit of a common trait among the entrepreneurs that um, I encounter, that's for sure, is that they struggle to settle on that one thing that that offers the most value. Um, And and it could be, you know, if if we're starting right at the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey, it could just be the business idea itself, or it could be that offering within the business. You know, there's always bright, shiny objects everywhere that the entrepreneurs traditionally want to go for. Um, now, I know that you have superpowers <laughs> in this area, so it's I'd so love it if you could share some of your wisdom with oh, us. And you've nailed it. I think um, as entrepreneurs ourselves, and most of the people I work with now are entrepreneurs, um, entrepreneurs are just these unicorns and, and we, don't want to, we don't want to stop that um, bright, shiny innovation. Um, They're usually quick start innovators. We don't want to stop that. We want to harness that. We want to channel that. And so they're absolutely never, they're never going to have that one thing. And it's really hard to bring them down and settle them. However, um, every entrepreneur just knows one thing, that there is something in all of these ideas that is signature to them. So when we look at, and I'm an etymologist, I'm brand etymologist, and I love going back into the meaning of words. And signature is is just that, and brand are very, very similar. It's a unique um, either signature or brand that makes us us. And so you've only got that, everyone's got that one thing that's unique to them. So what I do is I work with entrepreneurs um, in really mapping their value to what I call a signature value. We've got so many values as um, entrepreneurs, but just like any great brand or, or, or business that has a signature product or signature service, it's that one that you're known for. It's that one that is just so you, that you will stand up and stand out for and you won't walk past. And everyone knows that one thing. And if you struggle with what that one signature, and you can do anything around that, right? You can, I don't know, have your pajama um, products and services you can have your sleep app you can have but it's that signature program of you know how to set your night routine for sleep that you'll be known for and that's what we focus on as entrepreneurs and it will be their true north (laughs) it anchors us so we know when we're walking off how do we get to our signature value it's a little map mind a mind map um or map mind I've been working in this area, as you know, for 28 years, very young when I started, (laughs) Um, 28 years, and this is exactly what I do for award-winning global brands. I look at um, what their features and benefits are, um, and with a human, we're really different. We don't look at the features and benefits. We look at what are our passions, what's our purpose, what are our talents, and what are our skills. It's as simple as that. So, Mish, if we can um, even, everyone's going to get a map. Everyone gets a whale today. I'm actually in the show notes, you will have a link to your version. Everyone's going to get a PDF to map out their signature value. And so everyone's going to get to think about what are my passions? What do I love doing? And what are my talents? And they're very similar because we're born with them. 
The most authentic person you'll ever meet is a seven-year-old. That's when we're at our most authentic self. What happens from then is we learn leadership. We learn all the things that people are expecting of us. Mm -hmm. We learn what's expected in the workforce, in school. We start learning. So those passions and, and talents actually get taken into the dark side and the spotlight comes in on our skills, really, and, and bringing that um, purpose, why we're doing school, why, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And it's really interesting. Um, our passions um, are the things we love to do and they can be fueled, and our talents can turn into skills. But when we break it down, we've got to pull all four of these back into the full picture. And if you think about this as a Venn diagram, think about four circles with a beautiful uh, like a little flower with a little circle in the middle. We've got passions and purpose. And when you're looking for your purpose, that's a whole other conundrum. Just ask yourself one simple question. What does the world need from you most right now? That gets you closer to your purpose. There's a whole other lot there. And then you put your talents and your skills um, together. Once you start looking around what the commonalities are, you can actually map in the middle what that signature value is. Now, I did this for myself years ago when I really cottoned on to this. And you know me, um, a lot of listeners out there might know my work as well. And I thought my work or that signature value was actually um, articulating value. I have an innate knack to be able to articulate value, have the right words for the right thing at the right time. I always have. I thought that was mine. When I did my signature value map, do you know what mine came out as, Wish? What? <laughs> Energize. Oh. The core value, Surprise. the signature <laughs> value that pulls right through my career, right through my life, and as a brand, a global brand strategist, I unlock, create, and energise people into their brands, into their business, into themselves. And when people hear that, they're like, yeah, of course. Anything I do, I'll come in and energise them. And so it's really, I didn't expect that. And once I knew that, it's infused into everything and I embody that, as you know. Yes. Everything's energised. I leave a person, a situation, a podcast episode, that little bit richer for the energy that I can inject and I make sure that I never take more than I have given in that exchange. It's a value exchange, an energy exchange. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I would suggest um, our brilliant uh, entrepreneurs out there don't stop being quick um, and, and, you know, innovating. But do know what your signature value is because that will be your true north. That's what everything comes off and be really proud about that as well. That's amazing, Nick. And thank you, you know, I didn't want to interrupt when you offered it, but the fact that you are providing our listeners with the, the, the map of, of figuring this out because so yeah. often, and you, I love what you were saying about, it's just, it's all that noise that gets dumped on us from the age of seven and, and, you know, for the rest of our lives and, and, and all the shoulds and, and the, you know, what we think we should be doing, what other people want from us, um, career paths and things that, you know, sort of almost pre- determined um, and not of our making and I think that is where people struggle especially when they run their own business because and I've said this to a, a number of people before when you've got your own business like 
you're allowed to do whatever you want. <laughs> do you know what it took me? Oh, my goodness, Michelle, it took me three years to figure that out. Three years. I was in corporate for 25 years of my yes. glorious short life. Yeah. Um, but, oh, my God, it took me three years to actually go, I get to choose. Mm. And I work with people, and I know you do, um, constantly who need that um I guess need that discipline they need that rhythm that mm-hmm. and I worked it out I really did get to boil it down and go in my etymology <laughs> being an etymologist um is that that discipline um to be a disciple is what we have when we're in corporate when we're in school we get to follow the rules and it's really great because we get to be really creative in that mm. when we own our own business we suddenly day and night switch into autonomy yeah and we're not trained in autonomy we get to choose at any point and geez I stayed in burnout because I chose to to stay in discipline I put disciplines in that were so like my corporate experience so that I could feel comfortable and I could excel and I just went, it was only about a year ago, I started going, hang on, I've just recreated uh, a mini corporate <laughs> in my own home living room. Yes. This is silly. This is ridiculous. And so, but it took, you know, to think about um, that, to be a disciple, I thought, well, autonomy is auto. It's just one. I've got one of me. What's this one thing? And how can everything come from energize? And so those two balance as well. But Oh my goodness, it's every I I don't I rarely meet someone who can get into their own business and actually sit in autonomy with great comfort. Yeah, I think it is something that we all work on and have to be reminded on. And also, you know, it's it's safe in that, you know, set path that, you know, there's safety in that, in those corporate jobs and knowing that, you know, do this for a couple of years and then I move up the ladder. And, you know, it, it, it when when we have to you know set our own course that's when it's a little bit frightening so then we we defer back to those habits that that serve us until they don't serve us and going back to our seven-year-old self yeah anyone who's trying to discipline a (laughs) seven-year-old knows that they're autonomous oh yes (laughs) and so you know this is why a, a, a whole room full of three-year-olds could rule the world. Like that's that's okay. the whole, if you've ever tried to, you know, um, I don't know, calm down a, a room of three-year-olds. Yeah. But that there's a reason why. They are fully autonomous. Yeah. And we forget that um, from seven on. So there's a lot of that seven age. Jeez. Yes, it is. It's a big, it's a big age. <laughs> Pivotal. <laughs> it is. So st- staying on our, our, you know, fabulous entrepreneurs, um, uh, sure. clever women that are, are in both of our, our worlds, yeah. um, often I see these women um, really struggling to articulate what is what it is that they do you know you, you we hear you know everyone needs to have an elevator pitch and you yeah. know you need to be able to sum yourself up in one sentence um and and it's and it is a struggle because again i think you know people resist um niching or narrowing themselves down and 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 i would love to hear you what you think oh. in terms of like tips for people to do this without giving the five-minute long speech? Such a good question and um, the core of probably my work for the last decade because 
articulating value is the hardest thing for us to do ourselves. It's like tickling ourselves. Yes. See, I can articulate your value, you can articulate mine, and that's why when you hear someone introduce yourself, uh, yourself, it sounds different, right? When you hear yourself to an audience with the same, you just want the the whole stage to swallow you up and you just go, oh, my God, I'm just a beacon of, you know, (laughs) look at me. It's really interesting. So, um. It's a big question with a with a really simple answer, and it comes back down into value. And there's a couple of steps. So I'm actually going to step people through mini masterclass. How's nice. that? Rather than giving you a lofty, yeah, I'm going to give brilliant. you. I'm, I'm going to give you a. Let's walk through this. Now, the first thing is, and if you've got pen and paper, and this is um, pro, a couple of pro tips. So, so take this down. We might also have this in the show notes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But here we go. The first thing is, and, and I heard what you just said there, Michelle, and 98% of us say this. So what do you do? Mm. We need to we need to just exchange that word do in our head because what do we what do we go to? We go to what role we play. So what do you do? I'm a brand strategist. I'm a I'm a. So instead of do, you might hear do, but change it in your mind to what value do you offer? So I get this from the from from being a brand strategist. So when you're talking about cornflakes, we don't talk about what cornflakes um, are. We talk about what value they give. So if you think about cereal boxes, there's now 167 different types of cereals on a cereal shelf. If we walk into Aldi or Coles or Woolies, we're walking along, you get a cereal box that will just, you haven't got a lot of words on the front. You've got one that says, you know, I'm going to give you your whole daily allowance of niacin, iron, and calcium. I don't know. Now, I don't know how much I need, but I know a woman of my ilk yeah. needs all of those things. And then right next to it is um, irresistibly crunchy. So it just tells you what value it gives you. Now, I'm going to take the pithy value, the really tangible value over um, packed full of goodness or, or so we think about ourselves when we come back so when you say to me um at a mixer at a uh, mixer we don't have those in this country <laughs> at a networking event uh, at a wedding I don't know if I'm for whatever so what do you do my answer and I'm going to walk everyone through is first of all I say I've got well I've got the best job in the world which arrests everyone, but it brings that energy in, right? Because they're thinking I'm just going to say something like I'm a brand strategist, I'm going to answer their question. They're really asking um, what value can I bring to this conversation so we can move it forward, and they're categorising me so they can move on, move forward. So I say I've got the best job in the world. They go, oh, really, what's that? Now we're having a conversation. And I say, well, I help, um, I help people align their vision, articulate their value and really amplify their voice so that they can have an impact. And people go, whoa, that's really cool. How do you do that? And they go, well, there's all three different parts, but um, I do that through a program, I do that through a mastermind, I do that through um, expert coaching, mentoring um, and in governance, making policy. Like, oh, wow. So, and then they're invested. They're like, oh, I've got my brothers, mothers, cousins, aunties, dogs, but they need you um, to articulate their value. Now, I haven't even said that I'm a global brand strategist or I activate thought leaders. 
And I've not even said I've got my own organisation called Brand True North. It is actually maybe the sixth or seventh thing I say when someone asks me, so what I do? What do I do? So going back to your question, do you need an elevated pitch? No, you don't. You just be, need to be really clear on the value you offer. So, Michelle, I would say to you, I'm putting you on the spot, question without notice here. So Michelle, <laughs> what do you do? What would be your, what would be a typical response so, to, to what you do? So if someone asks me what I do is that I usually answer by saying I relieve uh, entrepreneur, female entrepreneurs of the overwhelm of running a small business alone. Brilliant. So that's the outcome. That's what you do. Yeah. Fantastic. How do you do that, Michelle? So I do that with a lot of practical advice, emotional support, realistic solutions, uh, insights from working with hundreds of other businesses. I love that yeah. it's like a little mini workshop for everyone, but this is good because yeah. I asked this question because this is something that I struggle with myself. So um, I'm really glad that we're doing this. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so, and, and so the next thing is, oh, great, I've got someone who needs you because you've now given me the essence of the value. Where I'm going to go with that is I'm going to say, oh, how can I use you? is basically what they're asking. Mm. So a couple of things here is when someone asks, what do you do? They're not actually asking, so what do you do? They're asking, so what do you do for me in this conversation? How can I bring it back to my experience? Then when they say, so how do you do that? They're not actually asking, how do you do that? They're actually asking, how do I use you? Mm. So if you can answer two things in your elevator pitch, first of all, um, what do you do for them, depending on who's asking, mm-hmm. and how do you use, how do they use you? And you've nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> that was not uh, pre-planned. It definitely uh, wasn't. Completely on the spot. But like I said, I'm really glad that you did it because it is something that that people do really struggle with. Oh, we're not comfortable with it, right? When someone asks what you do, you know you're being judged, mm. and you are. Mm. So um, use that to your favour. Be, be like a sumo wrestler. When a sumo wrestler has someone coming at them, they actually use that person's energy and their all of their weight. They use it to their advantage. They actually turn that and uh, they channel that and push the other person out of the ring. So let's all be sumo wrestlers. Anything you're uncomfortable with, just turn into a sumo wrestler and use it to propel yourself. Love. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. So I want to talk to you about personal brand. Um, oh, let's do it. <laughs> because this is something that is so talked about. I think it's oh, yeah. and look, I, I I didn't sort of really think exact number of years ago, but I know that this is it is it's a relatively new like you know 1986 there you go there you go 86 86. yeah so you think of you know I guess a lot of um you know we would be like the sort of first generation where that is a thing in our in our lives right um and it is very very there is a lot of um you know we there's I guess there's a lot of misconception around the terminology, what it means, um, and particularly 
as like I said, a lot of the listeners are um, solopreneurs. So brands themselves, you know, they're not they're not working for our brand. They are the brand. Um, how do we do this with ease? Yeah. Impact. How? What? You know? Can Correct. we guidelines, please? <laughs> well, we can. And this is um, again one of the conundrums that I um, really simplify. And you, you, you've nailed it again, and, and made it really easy for me. Personal brand is not what it used to be. Um, so before personal brand, we had celebrity, yeah. um, and, and we had celebrity, and we had experts. Mm. Um, so they were they were the brands. Um, the only people who had personal brands professionally were um, lawyers. Um, who had their names um, as the brand. So you'd have, um, you know, Haverly and Broadbent would be yes, ours. That'd be ours. Go for it, Haverly and yes. Bird, yeah. Yes. Um, so it'd be, it, it would be those professional services then. So it was really rare to have somebody's name outside of the professional services or outside of being a celebrity. So it's really, really quite recent. Now, before um, COVID, um, this was starting starting to blend. So our personal brand and our professional brand, five years ago, we had work-life balance. At work, we were one person and we showed that per, per, um, that professional brand. We were our talents, we were our skills, mm. and we were our um, talents. We were our CV. Mm. And then we started bringing our humanity to work. Far out. Now I've got to have a personal brand. So the bloke I am on the footy field or the mum I am at the tuck shop, I've now got to tease some of those pieces out and bring it into my work. How do I do that? Hmm, okay, what do I stand for? Can I really bring that into that work? What do I will never, what are those things I'll never walk past? How do I actually bring my humanity into work? Which is us starting to blend our personal brand. We started thinking about, well, what are my values? I don't know, what do values mean? How do you value something? I know I should say family, but all of that rhetoric was coming in. And so now fast forward to 2020 and 2021. This has totally collided. I work a lot in the gig economy, uh, which many of our beautiful listeners here today are in. Um, so the rise of the gig economy, um, we've got 75% of our global workforce in 2025 will be our brilliant millennials. They don't have a personal brand. They don't know what we're talking about. They have got this one piece. So that one piece, I work at the intersection of bringing a personal brand together with a professional brand and peppering that with our profile. And our profile is really just our CV. It's our career. It's what we've done. It's what's on your LinkedIn. It's what's on your CV. Now is the age and the stage where all of these have matched and collided. We're global. We're virtual. We are um, trackable. We're searchable. There's no hiding behind a professional brand anymore. Mm-hmm. So what do we what do we have when we've got when we blend out? This is like a bad joke. <laughs> what do you get yes. when you blend your personal brand with your professional brand and with your profile? You get your signature brand. So remember how we had our signature value. This is your. It goes beyond personal brand. We don't want to work on our personal brand anymore because we want to bring it into that thought leader sphere. So all the work that I do now, I focus all of my um, brand strategy in transitioning, um, I guess, in transitioning invisible experts into valuable thought leaders. I love that, invisible experts. And I know so many invisible experts. My most successful clients, a lot of them, successful in terms of 
the, you know the, the size of their businesses and 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 the and that sort of thing a lot of them are invisible they are Correct. they really are now we're experts we can be there's levels of invisibility that i've worked um, out and uh, within within is within my program um you work through whether you're um kind of that internal um, best kept secret. Um, if you're a network star and only your network know about you, if you're an industry go-to, and that's where you start getting media, um, you start becoming someone that people go, hey, do you know something about, I don't know, milking guinea pigs? Oh, yeah, go and speak to Michelle. <laughs> Not that you know how to milk guinea pigs. You don't know anything about I'm just checking that everyone's <laughs> still awake out there. Um, and, then, and, and then you become a thought leader or a global thought leader and you're sought out for your thought leadership and that's almost always professional. I'm a thought leader. I've been a global thought leader for about a decade now and I'm, I've been a professional like paid. It's like sport. It's like the Olympics yeah. <laughs> of, of being a, um impactful thought leader. But people don't see themselves as thought leaders. All I'm saying is a thought leader is just an expert who has been uncovered. Got it. Love that. That's so cool. So no more <laughs> invisible expert. That's my superpower. Uh, yeah. No then. more invisible expert. And, and the way that we transition um, invisible experts to be you know, valuable, impactful thought leaders in their own right is that um, all we do is align their vision to what message they have got, what is that um, value beyond a product and a service. Mm-hmm. So I only work with people who want to brand their thought leadership based on their impact and legacy. That's great. I love it's it. Huge. It it's is huge. It's massive. It is massive. <clears throat> um, and it's also... Probably the it's probably it's I meant it's the hardest. Oh my God, it's, it's hardest. so it's yeah. so like you're not it's making so it intangible. It would be easy oh for God. you to brand the box of cornflakes, right? Cornflakes. Like so this oil. is the this is yeah. the intangible, and I've worked most of my brand life in in in, in intangible, which has yeah. given me everything to work in this in this piece. Yeah. So I um I led um, pieces for Foxtel, yeah. um self directed investing with Comsec, Commonwealth Bank. Mm. So I don't specialise in branding anything physical or tangible. I brand feelings. I brand thoughts, mm-hmm. emotions, perceptions. So I'm really, really um, comfortable and excited. I get this stuff. Um, but it's hard for people. Yeah. If you haven't been a brand strategist for 25 years, it's yes. bloody hard. Yeah. So my whole impact and legacy is to help people align their vision, and then articulate their value. I help them find the words. Mm. And then we take it next level and amplify their voice. Now they've found what it is, uh, and it can complement their products and services, absolutely. It can be different from that, but suddenly we found we find our voice, and that's where we, um, we, we can amplify. We can get out there and be seen, be heard, and be known for that impact and legacy and get out of our own way. Because it's not about us. Uh, it's not about feeling self-conscious. It's about impact. And we get in our own way when we shrink back and stay invisible. Yeah. And and one of my absolute favourite things about why work and the women that I work with is when they they recognise that for themselves and that getting out of their own way and realising <laughs> what their value is to the world and how, you know, the word, it's that, you know, um, I think it's a Marie Folioism where it's like the world needs what you've got. It's like, and, and 
And they do. And everyone has their own really special gifts. And I love that um, that your mission is to crack that out of people. I, I absolutely love it, that. It is. And, and it's what the world needs from us, not in a cookie cutter. No, Don't look at what no, other people have done and go, I'll do that no. again. It's going from cookie cutter back to signature. Mm. Everyone, and there's no there's no mistake that, you know, banks or, um, you know, wills or very, very, very important paperwork, it, it, that lives and breathes with a signature. The signature is the most powerful human expression that we have. Mm. You know, when you think about um, even um, people in panchayats in, in, in India um, writing a petition or um, someone who needs to get the widow's um, pension they need their signature and, and when someone's illiterate in those countries they need to learn how to create a signature and how to write their own forms it's so basic for mm-hmm. uh, and such a privilege for us but I've done a lot of work in in, in underprivileged um, areas where signature that just comes into the core of our being so when you find your signature when you find your signature value when you find your signature um, really your signature brand mm. and your signature story, that is everything. Mm. That is absolutely everything, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it, it just, yeah, perm- then permeates out of you across everything that you touch and that is how we know it's you. It speaks for, it speaks yeah. for itself. You actually don't have to stand up there and beat your chest. You actually, it's so no. easy. It's no. so much easier and you have a load, bucket load of fun. Yeah. But you come home. Yeah. Without being esoteric, you just kind of come home. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Nick, I always love our guests to leave our listeners with something, a little business or life boost, something oh. they've read, watched, heard. Um, is there something that you would like oh. with us today? Jeez, there's so much. Well, everyone <laughs> gets a everyone gets a uh, signature value map whale. So you've got that. Oh, you know what? I did this crazy thing a couple of years ago, or not a couple of years ago, probably six years ago or so. Do you know that I, I do these crazy things? Um, <laughs> one year I watched a TED Talk every day oh, what? for a whole year. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. A TED Talk every day for a whole year. Now, TED Talks are, you know, traditionally around 7, 14. I learned a lot about articulating okay. value. Yep. I didn't know that that was, that was a byproduct. But mm. um, 365, I probably doubled down a few, but 365, I've got one that's, that still is my standout. Can I share that one? Yes, I didn't, haven't thought about this yes. for ages. Yes. Now, um, it's one called um, How to Make Hard Choices. There'll be a link in your show notes. Um, and it's by an incredible woman whose name is uh, Ruth Chang, Ruth Chang. Mm-hmm. So you can you can look it up. Don't even wait to you know look at your yeah. show notes. Uh, with Jane, how to make hard choices. Now, out of three hundred and sixty-five of these incredible thought leaders, global thought leaders who were articulating their value in seven minutes on a red dot, she stood out, and this is why. Ruth Chang said, "When you need to make hard choices, where you're going to live, who you're going to marry, um, if you're going to move, what um, what job you're going to have, they're the easiest choices in hindsight to make." They're not actually hard choices. If you're choosing between two things or three things, it doesn't so much matter what choice you make in the moment or what decisions. So choices come down to decisions. What matters 
is two things. You look at the decisions that you can, you have to make and you look forward and ask yourself which decision will get closest to creating the person I want to be in the future, not the person I am now. The second thing, and this is where my etymology comes back in, mm. is I love the word decision. The etymology of decision comes back into it means to cut off. So once you make a decision, you back yourself. You never, ever go back and say, oh, what if I did this? What if I did that? One big decision, who are you going to marry? <laughs> Where are you going to live? What are you going to do? You make a decision so that you cut off every other option and you back yourself to the hilt. And you know that that decision has the value that you want in the future. And that's what you're going towards. It's a brilliant one. That is Awesome, Nick. That's I'm gonna. I think there will be a lot of people listening to this. We will jump onto that. It'll go from 23 million views to 24 million. (laughs) But I love it. I think about it all the time. And actually, in my coaching, um, and and I coach globally across the world with thought leaders who go, I've got to make this decision. And they're big decisions, Mish. They're 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 pretty big decisions. Everyone's got big decisions. And they're looking to, to, to me just for that um, sense check. And it's like, okay, let's let's ask these two questions. With these choices or this decision you have to make, which choice is going to be um, what resonates with you as the person you want to be created in the future? Don't make that choice based on the person you are now. Don't wait up for that. And they go, right, I know what it is in your gut. I'm like, great. Now, how, what are the first, what are the top three things that you do to back yourself and how are you going to cut off and forget about any other option because there's none. And that has just driven trajectories literally around the globe. It's just been, there's my humble little piece. That's incredible. (laughs) Thank you so much. You have all the goods today. Um, Do you, would you like to share with our listeners where we can find you? Um, oh yeah look you can find me um google nicole hatherley um (laughs) and uh you'll find my site um brand true north my site um grab me on linkedin i love being grabbed on linkedin Um, it's probably not um pc but anyway um but linkedin you'll see a lot of my content there um take it all and you'll also see that um we'll put a link in in the bio i've got um some story selling archetypes so when we think about our signature brand story story everyone's got a story and so I've been able to pull together these six brilliant uh, if I say so myself six brilliant (laughs) ways we can articulate um, what that story is for us and people love it so I've been working with that for many years and so now it's a diagnostic you can go through work out what you are then you can come and see me on a webinar Um, I've recorded a brilliant webinar and it answers all the questions once you know what kind of story selling archetype you are and it really then puts into perspective you've got your map already you guys don't need me you've got your map. <laughs> you have your diagnostic you know what um, story or signature brand story you're selling mm-hmm. and that is is three quarters of the job done says yeah. she from the from the cheap seats from the cheap yeah and look listen I think what you are giving our listeners so so generously is a pathway to to yeah. to to get them going in this really important work and I think this is one of those things that um you know we all wish we knew 
you know, sooner, but now you are going to know it and um, and things are going to change because of it, which is really exciting. So Oh, I, and uh, share. Everyone share your maps as well. Yes, we are sharers. Yeah, we'd love to. So share them with, um, I will have all the links in the show notes. I'll yeah. have, um, yeah, Nick, links to um, Nick and I. And, yes, please, uh, we want to see what you're doing. Actually, yeah. Actually, they can only download it. Everyone there, everyone here, you can only have a free whale um, signature yeah. value map if you promise you'll share it. Ah, there you go. Hold on. The deal <laughs> we need to see it. Um, Nicole Hathaly, thank you oh. so, so much for your time today. I've loved seeing you. I wish we were recording this in Person. Oh no, we will Love, next time. This is not the end. end. This is not the end. But um, thank you so much for, for bringing all of your brilliance to our listeners today. Oh, thank you, and um, th- thanks everyone out there. I know um, you know the value of um, showing up for half an hour and taking it in. And I never take that lightly. So thanks for your your attention in this economy, and um, can't wait to keep the conversation going with everyone. Thanks, Nick. Talk to you soon. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Speak soon.